0: Former West Coast Eagle, current North Melbourne coach, and an AFL game changer. She has an intriguing story and joins Embers and Katie on the rush hour right now for a deep dive. Please welcome Danny Ladley.
1: Danielle Ladley, thank you so much for
2: joining us. Having hey, me, Kate. Andrew, how are you? Danny, welcome. Um, appreciate your time. Tell us what you're up to these days. Um, well, since doco has been out, it's been a little bit uh, less chaotic. Mm. Um, so we've been back in Perth for probably about three weeks. Um, most days I'm down the beach. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Scarborough beach?
2: Yeah, Scarborough. We yeah. live in Scarborough, so, um, get down the beach as much as we, uh, can. Um, look after the parents, uh, Donna's dad. Um, we started a, um, a business called Sealcare. Um it's a, we run disability houses, um, okay. for people who have early, early onset dementia and, um, Alzheimer's disease or, you know, um, that sort of stuff that need 24 hour support. Um, yeah, so we've, you know, got a couple of houses, um, we're building the business and that's Donna's little baby. So I'm sort of the, the plus one, uh, the, <laughs> very much so, <laughs> uh, the plus one and, um, but yeah, it fills our day.
1: Uh, it's been a big couple of years, obviously, your book, Don't Look Away, and now you've got a documentary reveal, Danielle Laderly, Two Tribes. Um, it, it must have been a chaotic couple of years with all this sort of coming out. How's it all been so
2: far? Um, so writing the book was was fun. I, I always wanted to write a book. Mm. I just didn't think it would be... The book that I actually <laughs> sure yeah. I actually wrote um, but, um, but it was fun it, it, it was very raw and difficult at, at some parts having to relive that um, again and then you know going back to my my childhood and asking the family a hell of a lot of um, questions um, but it, it also it was so um, therapeutic um, to be able to in my own words tell my the whole story, Mm. um, with, without, um, having to, to hide anything. Um, so that was, that was fun. Um, but it was a bit nerve wracking to, you know, give it to the world. Um, but it's been very well received. Um, and the doco, you know, we've spent two years filming that, um, 350 odd hours. Wow. Um,
1: For 90 minutes, by the way, I'm going to need
2: so many more episodes. <laughs> we well, need to speak to Stan about that. Yeah. Um, That's um, fine. Who's Stan? Uh, <laughs> <got nothing>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like that line. <laughs> Um No, uh, actually, so we've actually sold it overseas as well um, okay. to a company called Fremantle Distributions in the UK. So... Um, yeah, so they're selling it around the rest of the world at the moment for twenty twenty four release which will be uh, which will be pretty cool. Hopefully, we get to go to a premiere somewhere around yeah, the, the world. That'll be that'll pretty cool. First
0: class. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no. Let's unpack the doco. Tell us about how it all unfolded. Obviously, on the back of the book, someone obviously pitched you the idea. Were you hesitant at first? Were you? Yep, yeah, let's do it straight away. Tell us um, how all that unfolded.
2: Um. And the, the way it did unfold, I worked with um, a young guy at Collingwood in 2000. Um, his name was Luke Tunnicliffe. Yes, um, I know Luke. Now he produces um, Triple M footy in Melbourne yep. for many, many, many years, um, and we worked at Collingwood together. Yep. Um, then he worked, went, uh, um, went and worked at Channel 9 with, uh, with Ed McGuire. Yep. Um, Jam TV, did it do with Yes, with him? so now Jam TV. Yes. Um, and we've stayed in contact for all these years. Um, and he said, we need to tell your story for you because the narrative, um, was slightly changed through the book, but it was quite unkind and not in my words when, you know, the narrative first, first came out and he said, you know, we, we should st- tell your story and so many other people, um, and your family's story. And, you know, so many other people will get so much out of it. So then I um, sat down with uh, Eddie Maguire, who's been a great friend of mine for many, many, many years. Um, And I remember we sat in his boardroom for, I don't know, probably three hours, four hours. Mm. Um, And it was pretty emotional um, for both of us. Um, And um, he said, you know, I want you to really think about this. We want to do this project. Um, And that's how it. That's yeah. how it all started. It went from it can went be from there.
0: Very influential, Eddie, can he?
2: Yeah, <laughs> but there's also you know, um, you know, I've known both of them for yes, so he long. Felt with. So it was a matter a matter of having, you know, trust in the people yeah. that you know. I'm I'm going to. This is how we're going to do it, um, and at t- at times, both with the book and the doco, it was, it took its toll on me, uh, personally, having to relive really through some stuff, and with the doco, there was some some scenes in the doco where I was still mentally really struggling. Mm. Really? Mm. yeah. So, um, and that was, you know, when some of the police stuff was still going on yes. or it might've been family stuff or, um, you know, dealing with lawyers and mm. that sort of stuff. It was just, it was just like tsunami after tsunami mm. after tsunami. And I, I just felt that I couldn't, you know, continue to go on, um, anymore, but, um, as We just took it step by step, and you know, Luke through that period of time, and Eddie, um, and Anthony Stevens. You know, the support for Donna, um, yeah. was just incredible through that period of time.
1: Donna's an icon, by the way. I don't love t- don't Donna. Don't tell it, don't tell it. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's just sitting outside, she's absolutely yeah. <laughs> loving it. But you two have, um, Become a bit of a power couple, really. I mean, I, I, I guess you've just done so much for the LGBTQI plus its community um, and you are both. For the first time, Donna's taking the stage with you tomorrow at uh, the Crown Perth Pride Luncheon. So there's going to be a bit of a QA and you'll also talk a little bit about what you two have been doing. Do you reckon you're going to get more questions or Donna?
2: <laughs> Probably Donna. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I'll do a short. 20 minute um, presentation um, about my my journey yeah. um, and and being transgender and the football staff and um, you know everything that sort of un, un, unfolded mm. um, and then we'll do a um, we'll do a question and answer um, you know and Donna only in the last couple of weeks um, she's been appointed as a board metaf- uh, member for TransFolk WA yeah okay um, so she's uh, and we're doing some you know some great stuff and hopefully we can continue to spread the word.
0: Danny, I think we all presume that there are gay, bisexual players in the AFL right now. Obviously to this date, no one's come out. Can I ask in your thoughts, the reasons why you don't think people have come out and do you think it's only a matter of time before we see it? Obviously in the AFLW, you know, it's, um, it's there.
2: Yeah, well, certainly the, um, the W, um, you know, um, Light years ahead, they're leading the charge, of, aren't they? Abso- yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, you know, if 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 I'm a gay player in the AFL, um, and I've seen the narrative around me, particularly early, um, that would scare me off yep. a little. Um, I think now that I've taken back control of that narrative, and there's no doubt there's um gay, bisexual, as you said, Embers, um players in you know, in the AFL where the families know, the clubs know, um, their teammates know, and they wrap their arms around them. Yeah. Um and um I think the pressure comes from greater society of you know um whether they're you know whether people are good, bad or indifferent, um they um have a talent in the game we, we love. Mm. Um, but as soon as someone comes out, um, the talent as a player and it'll become who they are, not what they do. Yeah. And I, I, I think that, um, I think there's a little bit of work to do with that. It's come so far. What Lab, light
0: comes uh, on for the wrong reasons. Yes, absolutely. Rather
1: and, than saying this person's great for that, it's their gay. Yeah.
2: yeah. So every yeah. every article, every Whatever it might be that you know, that keeps getting drawn back to that. Yeah, and and who cares? Yeah, like you know, and 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 I, to be honest, I don't know why there's such a an interest in it. I I know when you know I was playing and when I was coaching, um, for all those years, whenever that conversation took place in a footy club, it gave me shivers. It was Mm. like high anxiety. I thought I could, could get out here. I would run for the hills. Um. And my anxiety would go through the roof. Mm. And then I'd sort of have a bit of a laugh and think, well, wait to hear about me. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, I can imagine, um, that happening to, uh, whoever identifies as, as that. Um, but you just got to look at the women. They just are so proud and out there, you know, when Erin Phillips won the Brownlow equivalent, you know. Um, she led over, had a kiss with a wife, was on the back page of the Herald Sun. Yes. Mm. So if you just take that picture in, in essence, when will, when will we see that? Yes. And, and not that it makes mm. any difference, but when would you see that in a men's competition?
1: Well, it would be, you know, amazing for younger, um, you know, boys who are, yep. you know, phenomenal athletes and going through it and them looking at their icons in the AFL, being like, "Oh, no, nobody's out, nobody's gay," and and it's sort of that that can make you think, "Oh, there's something wrong with me because I might be," but mm. you know, it, it will just yeah. take one player, yeah. and then hopefully it's a bit of a domino effect. But again, everyone's on their own journey.
2: Yeah, and that, and that's right. And, and you know, it's it's better to um, support than not judge. But we, particularly since the, doc, the book and the documentary, the amount of uh, males that I've had reach out and say, um, I stopped playing football because I'll, I'm gay mm. and I wish I hadn't have. Mm. Um, I wish there was, um, more of a platform, uh, for the conversation to be sure. able to do that. Um, and you know what? We may have missed out on some, yeah. some, some great plays. We, we, you know, we don't, we don't know. Um, and the reality is everyone has a a right to be, whether you're transgender, whether you're gay, whether you're cisgender, whether you're straight, whether it doesn't matter. We're all people. You are either a good person or a bad person, you know. 100%. Mm. You mentioned coaching before. <laughs> Do you miss it? Um, I probably didn't for the first few years. Yeah. Um, so you've
0: been out since about 2015, 2016? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, for the f- you know, because I had so much <laughs> so much going on. Yeah. Um, and... Probably it's been, you know what, I I probably stepped right away and didn't even watch it um, for probably two years. um, And then slowly over the last four years have reconnected back into that, particularly, you know, when it's become public. Um, And I've really enjoyed um, my job that I do, which is a lot of diversity and inclusion training um, and corporate speaking and working, working in the corporate world. And so you get to coach people. Every day, but you don't get the cut and thrust Mm. of the win, the loss, the highs and lows, which, you know, keeps drawing you back. Um, and I've really started to miss that now going to see a lot of, um, well, particularly North, um, uh, when we're in, in in Melbourne, um, and the AFL, um, W girls, we either go to games here or go and watch the North girls or watch it on TV, Mm. um, and, you know, I've really in the last 12 months started to to miss that and build relationships. Um, and that's why um, we've thought if we're going to go into coaching again, it will be 2024 because the doco's finished, we're out of contracts, yes. all that sort of stuff. So um, would I like to coach again? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Oh, um, okay. Well, now that you've said that, West Coast Eagles um, head coach. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, did you see yesterday the um, – Collingwood are also looking for a new coach too. So two so clubs mean, looking
0: for a new coach. Um,
2: yeah. So um, anyway, um, that there's a lot of water to yeah. to, to, to play out. Um, you know, we're also I've also been working with the AFL for the last few years on putting together a diversity inclusion program, um, without out in the clubs and then, you know, down to community level over the next few years. So, you know, there's also that you know, hovering there at the moment. So um, hopefully um, we'll work it all out in the uh, in the long run.
0: You know a lot of people at West Coast. Have they approached you? And when the process does happen, would you be, obviously sounds like you would uh, be considering to go through it?
2: Um, so there's been no approach, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. the, the, um, the jungle drums were beating, I think it was last week. Um, I think it might have been Tim Gossage that – May have first tweeted the idea. Yeah, so it was organised at least two months ago through Havy Spatial, a great family friend of mine, um, to come and speak to the girls for the Pride round. Sure. Um, So it was supposed to be a surprise for the girls, but I think some people got wind of what was going on and then being seen down at – um, the West Coast facility. Um, people put two and two together. They're looking for a coach. Yeah. Here I am. <laughs> I'm sort of living a lot of my time back in Perth, back in Perth now. now. Um, and then you know the question was asked, um, and that, that that that's been on public record anyway yeah. about me yeah. wanting to to coach again. That's that's not new, but I just think um, I've actually forgotten how small Perth is yeah. um, <laughs> when it when it comes when it comes to that. Um, you know, so we I think I said it right at the end of the doco, or maybe in the when the credits rolled, or something, that it was something you know in there about you know one day I would like to coach again, and that day is coming up. But you know what? It may it might not never pan out that way. Yeah. You know there might be a complete U turn around the corner that I don't know. Um, what I do know is I'm looking forward to. I've got a villa in Bali. Okay, and what? I haven't I haven't been there for three years since yeah. COVID. Um, so we rent it out and um, we've blocked it out for a, a month mid-December to mid-January. Oh, so God, I'll really, see you there. That, <laughs> I'm so, there in December. You actually are
1: there. Huh? <laughs> I actually am yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. You, you know, rationale? so that,
2: that's that's really at the forefront of our <laughs> yes. mind at the moment. It's been a long couple of years and we haven't been able to go on a holiday, um, you know, so, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to that.
1: Prioritise that for sure. Uh, <laughs> you deserve after such a massive couple of years as well Um to have a bit of a break, Bali is going to be a lot of fun. But um, mm. thank you so much for for coming in. The documentary again revealed Danny Danielle Laderly, two tribes on stand. Now it is phenomenal. Leecher, you just watched it. Watched last it eyes. last night.
0: It is just uh, so eye opening, so revealing, just so emotional, and just thank you. Such such a great watch. But just to see you. Evolve over the last few years to be in a much better place now is just so remarkable.
2: Yeah, life's um, so much easier. Um, It also comes with another set of issues, which Mm, we all have in our our, our life. Um, Yeah, but life's pretty cool.
0: Uh, Good on you, Danny. We appreciate your time with the rush hour. (laughs) Cheers. Thanks, Thanks,
2: Embers. Thanks, Kate.